Near Bovisand, Plymouth, Sunday, 13th of January, 4.05 p.m. The noise carried through to Savage in the kitchen. Laughter. Samantha and Jamie's high-pitched squeals layered over her husband's voice as he sang an inane song in a mock Swedish accent. The cause of the frivolity was Stefan, the family's unofficial au pair, who had just returned from his home country laden with chocolates for the kids and two matching sets of stupid-looking knitted gloves and hats for Savage and Pete. Pete had shoved the hat down on his head, pointed out the window at the daffodils in the garden, and teased Stefan about being a little late with the winter gear. Stefan responded in kind, putting on a thick West Country drawl, muttering something about pilchards. Savage had retreated to the kitchen to make a pot of tea, thinking Pete was right about the change of season. Mid-January, Christmas not much more than a few weeks ago, and already the east side of their garden a swath of gold, ochre, and lemon. Other changes, too. Pete returning from deployment at the back end of November after nearly nine months away. The celebrations had run on into the Christmas period, resulting in one long spell of parties, relatives, more parties, and more relatives. Now the holiday season was over, Savage was pleased for life to settle down a little. Pleased, too, that spring had arrived early in Devon. The forecasters had spoken of a hard winter, but despite some snow in November, so far they had got it wrong. Out of the kitchen window, the sun hung low in the sky, a cool yellow rather than the deep red of a summer sunset. Below the sun, the sound lay placid, only a hint of a swell disturbing the surface. A yacht, black against the light, motored in past the eastern end of the breakwater. The crew on the yacht waved to a trio of dinghy sailors struggling to catch a zephyr to take them home before the chill of nightfall. Last night the frost had returned, but the first two weeks of January had been unseasonably warm, pushing the temperatures close to the mid-teens, weather more suited to t-shirts than to a gift of hats and gloves. A couple of days earlier, Savage had received an altogether different type of Christmas present. One of the best ever, although Pete hadn't seen it that way. He told her in the kitchen as she prepared a pizza, her hands floured with dough. The news stunned her, and she could hardly take his words in. Scrapped? she asked. Yes, Pete said, decommissioned, mothballed, sold off cut up and made into plowshares for all I know. Seems as if I'm to be based ashore now, for good. Bloody stupid cuts. Pete's face looked ashen, and his eyes brimmed with emotion. I'm sorry. Even as she said the word, she knew she wasn't. Pete might be losing his ship, but for the past fifteen years and more, she had lost her husband and the kids their dad for months and months on end. It wasn't as if she hadn't known what she was getting herself into when they got married, but back then, heart very definitely ruled head, 
and the day-to-day practicalities of juggling a job and young children appeared to be years off. Pretty soon, though, the twins, Samantha and Clarissa, had come along unplanned, and in her mid-twenties she'd found herself with two babies and an absent father. Later she'd had Jamie, and then the tragedy of Clarissa's death to cope with, Pete around for what seemed like mere fleeting moments.